from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is a character creation, world building, and collaborative story building podcast, storytelling too, where each week we take a listener prompt and we create a story, interject it into our fantasy world we named Fantasy. Uh, we take those prompts and we, we take them for a walk. We buy yeah. an ice cream cone, we buy one for us, one for them, you know, we walk, they drop their ice cream cone, we give them our ice cream cone, we see uh, we see a guy selling balloons, and we buy <gasps> all of the balloons, and then the prop starts to fly away, and we gotta chase it, it's a whole, it's a really heartwarming montage every single week is what it that is. That was the greatest, if we were an anime, that would be <laughs> our opening. You know what we also buy our kids, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. I would like to talk to you today about an important product to me. So, being a South Jersey native, both of us, both of us hailing from the great region of South Jersey, there is a beverage only available to us in grocery stores and online in South Jersey called Boost. And I would like to take a minute to talk about Boost because I want them to sponsor us more than anything in this world. I feel like if I keep pestering you, you'll eventually give in and just sponsor our show. I... Fully, I want to go on record as saying I fully support this endeavor. I am 100% on board. There is nothing quite like a boost slushy. No, which is, there a, isn't. is a boost mixed into sort of an icy or slushy slurpy mixture. Uh, they make regular boost and then they also make cherry boost. They do, and also caffeine free. I did not know that they made caffeine free. Uh, oh, Jeff. So let me tell you. So, listeners, boost is a Coca Cola product. It, it is, no, <clears throat> listeners. Boost is a cola-flavored syrup that mixes great at home or in your favorite convenience store in a slushy machine. Have a slushy machine of your own? Even better. So, Jeff, I want to talk to you about Boost real quick. The Boost story, straight from their website at uh, take a, take, takeaboost.com, on April 20th, 1905, Benjamin Rice Fwantz, Fwantz was issued a pharmacy license by the New Jersey Board of Pharmacy. Jeff, and he started a soda shop and started making his boost tonic, you know, for a recreational beverage sold at the local soda shop. It was a huge hit. And in South Jersey region, it's been a huge hit. And I want more people to know about this delicious beverage. So, Boost, come here, Boost. Sit down. Here's a balloon. Here's an ice cream cone. I want more people to reach out and tell you how much they love your product after this podcast. But you don't have any social media. You don't have Twitter. You don't have Facebook. If you could make that, and I'll help you make it. We'll help you make it. We can tag team this. We can get your sales to skyrocket with our listeners. Every episode. Hold on, Jeff. Hold on. Oh, God. I now feel so energized now that I've had a boost. I took a boost, Jeff. It's nice and ah, it's nice and thick. and It's not thick. Syrupy. Stop it. No, it's not any of those things. It's delicious. It's sort of like if Coke had lemon in it naturally and had a little less awful carbonation. That's how I like it. It's like a nice citrusy, solid cola flavor. It's just better than Coke, but it's only limited to South Jersey, and I want you all to taste it. 
But you can't because you don't even know it exists. So Boost, let's talk. I want to wear all your clothes. I mean your Boost labeled clothes. I want to drink all your beverages on the air every single episode. And I want to talk about Boost. So anyway. Do we have a this week? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff is not entertained. (laughs) All right. We get it. They are not interested, Aaron. Let it go. I am. All right. All right. I left them two voicemails, so I hope they get back to me. Um. So our prompt this week, and an email. Our prompt this week comes to us from friend of the show, Taylor LaBresh and Leviathan the Viles. Hey, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Uh, you can find their work on their podcast, Game Closet, uh, Leviathan Files from Jackals of the Shepherds, all at RiverHouseGames.com. All right, the prompt this week is, it's take a boost. No, it's not. It's (laughs) a druid who loves stories, tries to help others grow, but his schedule's mired in arcane rituals and putting out fires, restricting his time. I love it. I think it's very good. All right. I have a lot of thoughts. I was was watching a documentary. Let me ask you a question first. Okay. What is his favorite soft drink syrup? Hmm. This character, he has a lot of options because there is shield aid in fantasy, but I think the drink in fantasy, in it's canon now, that this druid reaches for, Jeff, it's boost. All right, continue. Just, what is it? <laughs> Get that in there. Continue. Big Jeremy drinks a gallon of boost a day. No, no, no. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh. All right. So please tell me your thoughts. All right, so I was watching a documentary about the Windsors with my grandmother yesterday, and I was having a lot of thoughts about her backyard. It's like this magical garden, like, everything is always fucking green, and there's always animals and the bird feeder, and it's like this weird paradise place that I'm obsessed with. So I thought of a place called the Luminous Garden. This is me reading out of my purple notebook. So I wrote that no matter the weather or time of year, the sun shines on this garden and the plant life would thrive. That's what, like, people think. That's what the legend is. But I'm thinking that in halfling farming, like, we always talk about halflings are good at farm. Hey, everybody. So for those of us who just li- just starting listening, uh, Purithra Guild is the city of the halflings, and they're kind of associated with farming and, you know, greenery. Um, so I'm saying that the halflings are the best. They're really good at farming, but there's nothing magical about it. They're just, they, they just give a lot of care to the plants and the soil. It's it's just uh just respect and love. Um so a quote that I wrote is plants have magic within them. There's no need to add any more meaning like they just kind of take care of things and they they cultivate this culture of uh developing young people and like releasing the magic inside of you like a seed. Like they cultivate young people and help, you know, bring them up and it's sort of like a community of people Respecting each other, they prize self-care and gardening and reflection and that sort of cultivating aspect in their culture. So now let me throw something at you yeah, immediately. Please. Yeah, absolutely. What if that quote was also literal? Oh, what do you mean, Jeff? Like, you know, plants, if plants have magic in them, no need to add any more. Mm-hmm. What if it's also like, what if the magic in this case, what if there is magic, but it is specifically like, if I raise this plant a certain way, it will, you know, create a healing burst that cures all oh. disease. And it's literally like oh, magic, so magic through, it's magic through 
careful, uh, considerate, conscientious farming. Yes, yes. It is cultivating the land, and by doing that, you know, your 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 pumpkin will grow, and it will reveal to you like a secret. Ooh. When you cut, when you make, when you pull out that that perfectly baked pumpkin pie, you cut into it. You take that first bite, and suddenly, like you, a secret is revealed in your mind, or like you know, you 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 harvest a piece of wheat. You harvest wheat, and the air is filled with a sweet song that soothes your your tired joints. I am obsessed with this. Um. Okay, so something else. So on that note, what I wrote yesterday, which actually plays into this great, is uh, I said Old Pirithra Guild, like way back before the Gourds, it was a place to like start again. Like, you know, you can always replant yourself. You can always like reseed in Pirithra Guild because it's like a super zen place where you can like, you know, you can always come back to the earth. You can always work the land and start again, like start a new life. You know what I mean? Kind of like I was thinking California pioneer days. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of the thing, where it's like relaxation, reflection, personal growth. So, what about this druid I'm thinking? Jeff, I kind of always wanted to talk about, get an opportunity to talk about the leader of Pure Ether Guild before the gourds. Okay. And I think that's what this person is. That's what this prompt is. Okay. So, the prompt was, uh, hold please. A druid who loves stories tries to help others grow, but his schedule's mired in arcane rituals and putting out fires, restricting his time. That immediately makes me think that, like, yes, this person loves stories, this person loves helping people grow and helping, you know, the community grow, but is busy. And I was like, why? Are they the leader of this place? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that checks out. That tracks. Do you want to name them real quick? Hmm. Hmm. What is the leader of fucking, like... Is this like Hat of Many Faces leader of Pure the Guild way back when? Uh, it is now. Fuck. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. They're generally, halflings are generally named after plants. What is your favorite, uh, what's your favorite vegetable? My favorite vegetable is, uh. <laughs> what is it? His name is Sprout Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying that like in the Arthurian age. The guy who has the hat of many faces <laughs> and is like one of the jewel of the earth. His name is Sprout Brussels. Good, oh. good old Sprout. Good old Sprout. Hey, love I love that guy. You like stories? I love stories. Oh, hold on. I got to put out some fires. I got some meetings to go to. Holy shit. Is he like the daddiest dad type? Oh, yes. 100%. Because, like, here's the other detail that we know about halflings. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of them kind of (laughs) dorks. It is not the coolest culture. This is not like, you know, elves who have, like, house names and people magic people dancing under the earth to the chrono flow. This is just a, it's just a halfling in khaki shorts, high (laughs) socks, and, like, uh, what are those shoes called? Like, bobos? You know, like, those small white lace-ups. You're like, hey, kids, with the hat of many faces, I want to say, uh, on him does not look cool. It is a backwards newsboy cap. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so it's Brad Russell's. So the power that he gets from the hat is what? Like super gardening? Because I want to take this opportunity to kind of like talk about Puri through a guild. Because like we always talk about the shitty part. But like mm-hmm. what if before it was dope? Yeah, for sure. 
So, like, does he... Is Guild made of, like, plants? You know, do people live yeah. in, like, tree skyscrapers? Yes, I love that. I love that aesthetic. Okay, so everything's plants and it's lush. It's, like, Actually, plants even from... More so than, even more so than tree houses, I think it is specifically, like, vines and, like, you know strange alien looking plant structures Ooh. it's just like they grow like plants are growing kind of unstoppably and sort of houses are carved into these massive vine tangled up vine plant because we said that some of them we said that at least when in you know uh the sam gord era they live in pumpkins yes that is not uncommon yes and so like they live in like massive you know plant like giant pumpkins or squash or just like masses of tangled vines or maybe like tree trunks. I don't think they're external tree houses. Like I'm not picturing the Ewok village. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant like in a mother, like I live in a fucking hollowed out branch. Yes. Like I have a one bedroom and a branch. Yes. Okay. And Sprout Brussels, what? Like Fantasia this? Like, bum, da, dun, da, 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 dun, you know, is mm. that the kind of thing? Like, was it made by one person? I don't think so. Okay. It's a, it can be a community effort, but, like, yes. what is their role? Like, how did they get... Because I like thinking that the best farmer in Purethra Guild gets the crown. You know what I mean? Right. Is the leader. Because that's what leads to the gourds, was after this person, after Sprout Brussels kicks the bucket, Archibald Gord takes over. Hmm. Because they're dead. Right. Yeah, in yeah, our oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's yes. gone. Sprout yes. Brussels is, is no more as of... As of the tragedy of Sam Gord. Okay, we, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's talk about Sprout Brussels. So what is his power? Like, do you want to roll on, like, uh, Central Casting? Do you want to break that out to talk about, yeah, like, who they were? Yeah, let's do that. I love Central Casting so much. Let's do that. Let's do exactly that. And it'll get a, we'll get an idea of, like, maybe, like, how they got the hat or, like, what their, just what their life was before they died. Because I definitely know what happens when they die. Because I was fucking, my mind was... Blown yesterday, and I've wrote a bunch of shit while watching the Windsors. Give me a... I'd like to take this moment while we're waiting to Jeff to find tables to thank Boost for their potential sponsorship in this episode. This is a take a Boost moment. Okay, so let's roll on. So we got central casting. I've got a central casting open. Let's just skip straight to some fun um, events. Yeah, I want to know what happened to them. Give me a d20. Actually, first off, roll me a d6 and divide the number by two rounded... Okay. So one, two, or three. Or rounded down, rather. So one, one, two, two, you know what I mean. Yeah, I got a three, so what? Okay, so three events. So roll me a d20. This is for an event of childhood or adolescence. Alrighty. Two. Two. A tragedy occurs. Oh, no. Is there a further table, or do we have to decide on that? Yes, there is. Okay. All right. Roll me a d20. Okay. Glow in the dark. That is a nine. A favorite, possibly valuable possession vanishes. Roll a d6 on the subtable below to figure out how it was happened. Oh, Roll me right. a d6. Two. It was lost. We just got lost? All right, I've got it. Nope, I got it. All right, I'd love to hear this. Sprout is a druid. Yes. Which, to the uh, All My Fantasy Children lore, means that he's connected to the stars, and he's drawing energy from starlight, from the sun, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, astral bodies. The point is, what he lost is sunlight, or starlight, because oh. this forest that he has found himself in, that he was born into, that he's congregated people around, has become so thick 
that it has that a canopy has formed and the sun has been blocked out. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so he's what powerless? Yeah, yeah. So he has to hmm. he has to build this community without these amazing powers that the sun and the stars have given him. Okay, so we just say he does that, right? So that's yeah. something that happened to him as a child is lost the ability. So there was a period of his life where he had no power, but still learned how to like really rally the community together. Come on, guys, we don't need sunlight. <laughs> which is where, which I think is where the halfling, which is where the discovery of like the magic of plants comes from, right? Is yeah. that they're not drawing energy from the sun. They're left just trying to like scrape out a living in this forest. And uh... suddenly they start, you know, discovering that like a plant grown in just the right way has powers beyond that of even maybe, like, the sun or the stars. I have an image of, like, Sprout Brussels sleeping under a tree and, like, his ear is to it and he hears some kind of hum or, like, you know, some voice calling him. He's like, Mike, there's magic in these trees, you know, and they they, <laughs> they figure out how to sort of harness the magic in, without in, within plants because it is coming from the earth. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking up, they start looking, like, down to come up, like a plant. Yeah. I, that's very good, Jeff. That's really good. So, like, from a young age, like, he, you know, he has this power that he's never been able to tap into, so he finds another way to, like, build this community, and that kind of leads to them living in these giant vine structures that are emerging. And because we said that Purifer Guild is walled off. Yes, it's walled off. What if they didn't cause that, and this is sort of just them adapting to this weird, to the weird magic of these plants creating this structure that traps them in? Oh, so like the forest that surrounds Prether Guild is just like it's just natural. It's just so ma- so full of like magic that it just keeps bursting and creating various like unnatural and you know unearthly giant plant structures, and they just kind of live in it and have adapted to it and have formed a culture around it. I I really think that's really great because that makes the Eliza and Callahan getting lost in the forest so much more like real that it's unmappable because it's constantly mm-hmm. changing and evolving and growing over time. Yep. All right. Roll me another d20. 13. 13. Uh, A special halfling event occurs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. A halfling event. Roll me a d10. D10. Two. The character wins a skill contest at a local fair. Oh my god! Stop it! That is not what it says. <laughs> Determine the skill. Roll a d6. Okay. Can I tell? Can I give you my pitch, or do you want to roll? roll give me the pitch. So, uh, it's you know, it's dark. It's dark in the under this canopy. You mm-hmm. know, they're learning to adapt. Uh, they're, they're you know, everything's going great. Um, but it is challenging. You know, an ever changing forest means like. An ever-elusive food supply from plants, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there could be an apple tree that feeds you one day. The next day, it's, like, overgrown and covered in vines, and it's, like, been strangled. You yeah. know, it's like nature is harsh in Purethra yep. Guild. Like, so they have to learn to adapt to an ever-changing landscape. And I think that is where farming comes in. Where it's like, if we start growing ourselves small, controlled food, you know, instead of relying on basically, like, gathering... Similar to, like, what humans do, where they're like, this sucks, I'm tired from, like, constantly walking around getting coconuts every fucking day. What if we just grew it ourselves? Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of the secret sauce here, was that uh, halflings, like, Sprout, were like, this is dangerous, you know? Uh, all of us are going out there every day, risking it for the biscuit, and I-, I just don't see the profit in it. What if we just start sprouting our own goodies? 
And so obviously, like, they're taking the seeds from the forest and sort of like they're taking the forest and bringing it to like a smaller controlled like clearing. Mm-hmm. And I think that Sprout uh, is the one to figure out how to grow these plants without sunlight. Like that's that's the that's the secret here that I think Sprout can do. Okay, is because if there's no light and these this obviously leads to farming, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and sunlight is required. I think he learns how to do it either using. Do you want to say it's not with magic, but like learning how to use it in minimal sunlight? I think this is where magic comes in. Okay, mm, cool. Because I think well, part of what it is is cultivating is you said that their culture is built around cultivating people into the person that you want to be yes if it if that you know also ties into this culture of like growing plants in the same way where it's like i'm going to like i'm going to create sunlight for you by like encouraging you and giving my 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 essence you know Oh. By giving some of myself and by, like, talking to you and saying words, uh, you know, that have an energy to them. Yeah. And, con- you know, that this sort of magic flows into the plant and suddenly an apple tree can grow without that kind of sun, like, beneath this canopy. Yeah, it's like a mentorship. Yeah. Like, you mentor a plant, like, you mentor a young person or any person and you help them develop and, like, release their inner strength. So yeah. that is, ooh, so that's what sort of sprout creates sprout invents this mm-hmm. i love it i think i th- okay i want to pitch a life event to you then so sprout right. sprout they're hungry halflings are they're hungry you know it's they're increasing in numbers it's it's harder to go out there in this forest and come back i think the tree that provides sprout with his favorite food is strangled by like vines you know is consumed yep. by the forest he saves one fruit and it's the last, it's like, it's gone now. That fruit is extinct. That plant is gone. He saves it, takes a seed from it, and is like, I can do this. I'll, 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 may, I'll bring back your family. You know, puts the seed in the ground, really nurtures it and cultivates it. It's a long road, but eventually sprouts basically the first farmed plant. And mm-hmm. from there, the the sort of the trend of going into the forest and not taking the food, but taking the seeds and that is how, like, the cultivation culture starts. Mm-hmm. You don't take what's already completed. You take the potential, and that's what you plant, and that's what you cultivate. Mm-hmm. And, wow, I like, okay, so started farming, basically, in Perithra Guild. Sprout Brussels! I, I did it! My favorite tree is here! <laughs> and, you know, starts, and I think it becomes, you know, the farm fair. Oh! Forms around... <laughs> This idea of like we of like look what we can grow if we give time and love and energy to the plant. Look what we can grow, and it becomes the competition of like, well, I grew this. Oh well, I've grown something even larger and better. And it be- and like oh. the you know that culture of the culture of the farm fair forms around it. Yes, and I love this because we said that uh, Eliza eventually like figures out the secret of making gigantic food. So I think this initially is just like growing a lot of food, but not like castle sized yet. It's not dumb. Yeah, it's like prefer- it's pr- providing, and the yeah. farm fair is where you go to show off your goodies. And that becomes the that becomes the pumpkin growing competition of of, of your. Oh my god! Okay, do we have? A, is there another event we need? We had three, right? Uh, we have three. So roll me one more d twenty. You got it. 
I am loving Sprout Bus Brussels right now. He's just, I think, a down-home kind of guy. Like, you know, I, I just love where I'm from. I love this land, and I, I want to see it really develop and grow. You know, I know what it could be, because it's mm-hmm. scary. I think a lot of halflings are like, fuck this, I'm leaving. But he's like, no, I'm going to stay right here. Two. Two. Another tragedy occurs. Oh, gosh. They can eat. I mean, Sprout Brussels can never have happiness. <laughs> nope. Roll me a d20. 14. Ooh, okay. This one's good. Okay. The character is banned from performing. His primary profession is cast out of guilds, associations, and societies. Whoa. So what, what it is, I've got, I, I got it, unless oh, you have a pitch. No, I'm like, I'm blown away. He gets, like, it's not necessarily, like, blacklisted, but what does the prompt say? That they're constantly busy putting out fires and busy with arcane practices? He gets, he gets called into politics. Oh, no. He, he creates a, he creates a foundation on which, like, us, on which Purethra Guild can grow as a city. Yeah, people believe in him. He gets thrust into the role of having to be the leader and suddenly no longer has the ability to just be the far- like a humble farmer. Oh, goodness. Okay, I think that's where – so it, it, does he become someone who like listens to the people before his own heart? Yes. Because I'm trying to think of why yeah. all of a sudden like, yeah, the sun can shine in. So I think he has to – they had to cut back some forest. They have to tame it a little bit. You know, now now there's a f- now there are farms, there's like there's commerce, there's farms, there's a fair. There are concerns and logistics that need to be done. And Sprout loves stories. It's in the prompt that he loves stories. Yeah. He loves talking to people. He loves hearing what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a thing where what where he's hearing what they have to say and what they have to say is like, oh my god, this is not great. Like, I don't know where we're going to have space to run this fair. Mm. And he goes, well, I can figure that out. I can solve that. Happy to. Happy to help out a friend. But it just becomes this thing that just consumes, like, he just finds himself in politics by virtue of, like, offering to help people out one after another. Yes. He, he wants so badly to just be a halfling and in this community of, like, you know, really earthy, salt-of-the-earth type people, uh, but he just can't be. He's the leader now. Mm-hmm. He can't be like, hey, guys, quick with a joke and, like, you know, dad quips. He has to be the leader. He has to make hard decisions about, like, we need sunlight. You know, uh, we're living in com- we're living in pretty much darkness. We've learned to like farm, but like we're running out of space, and like you know, this forest moves toward us faster than you know that faster than anyone can control. I think it's time we have to clear some of it out. You know, is that is that and not like Fern Gully fucking deforestation, but like they need space. There's a lot of there's a lot of halflings coming. Uh, and I think well, I think what happens then? I think people start like demanding that, and what he says is. Well, then we move inside the plants. Oh, he won't do it. He won't. Will he not destroy the forest? He won't destroy the forest. Instead, he says, like, we live. We can't live against the forest. We have to live with it. And so that's when they start living inside these giant vine structures. Okay, so what I'm thinking from that is um, once I don't know how I don't know if you have any ideas of how he gets the hat of many faces. But I think once he becomes like you know, powerful, essentially. The forest stops building inward and starts building outward. It kind of, like, presses away from Sprout Brussels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't control it, but he definitely creates, like, a a radius around himself and around, 
you know, pyrethra gill that will never be breached. Because I think that's what it's walled off. The The idea of walled off meaning, like, there's an area that pyrethra guild can, ex- can, like, you know, exist in, but no further. The forest will not go any further in, but it will go infinitely outward. Yeah, I love that. So how does... Uh, do, all right, let's keep rolling on center casting. Let's keep. Let's see all what right, they're give giving a, us. Give me another D six. Okay, three. All right, so we're gonna do two uh, adult events. All right, give me a D twenty. Fifteen. Uh, give me another D twenty. Sorry, this table is two D twenty. Ah, okay, cool. So fifteen plus. So uh, blah, 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 twenty-nine. No, I mean nineteen. Whoops, nineteen. Nineteen. The character becomes well-known, even famous, for the occurrence of an event in his life. Hmm. I mean, that already fits in with what we already said. His star grows. He becomes... Oh, oh no. What? He is the son of Furethra Guild. He is the shining star of Furethra Guild. Oh, man. He becomes the light that everyone looks to, and that is why his schedule becomes consumed with things. Ugh. So... What I think from this, from that exact what you just said, is a little bit of forest is cleared out, right? Mm -hmm. I think once he takes in sunlight as a druid for the first time, a lot happens. Where it's sort of like fucking Kal-El's first experience with sunlight. You know, where a lot just kind of like clicks and he's like, oh my goodness, I have have a lot of power. I I can do a whole lot. And I think that's when like starts... Doing the things that he really just wasn't interested in before, like repelling the forest outside of a radius. And like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like doing the superhero jobs that, you know, only he can do. A lot of responsibility is handed to him as soon as the sun becomes a part of his life. And it's not a lot that he necessarily wanted. Uh, it's But it's what people look to him for. You know, any time that like, what, are there monsters in the forest? If they ever like encroach on Purethra Guild. He has to, like, push them back with, like, his heat beams and stuff. Uh, any time that there's any kind of, like, structural... Because I'm trying to figure out why is he so important? What could, what does he have that no one else does? Uh, I've got a pitch. Fuck yes. So the, the hat of many faces. Yeah. It lets you change your appearance, at least on a basic level. Mm-hmm. But it has theoretically much more power. Yeah. We said a, it depends on who wears it, kind of what it does. So, uh, what if he loves stories, he loves listening to people, he loves meeting people. The for- this, this lets him, rather than change his appearance, it lets him, like, uh, hear, like, understand things a little bit. I dig it. Uh, what I'm, what I'm getting at, like, the power changes and it's, it's boosted by his, it's boosted by the sunlight, it's boosted by the magic of the plants. He develops the ability to understand the forest. Oh! I have an image of how he gets it. If I may, I want you to hold this thought because it's very good. So the forest is dangerous, yes? It's encroaching mm-hmm. on the halflings. They're in darkness. It's not looking great, I don't think. They have farming, but like this is this is a scary terrain. Uh Sprout Brussels one day is, you know, we're we're at our wit's end. I, I don't know what else we can do, you know? I'm 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 starting to panic. And he lays his head down to sleep, is woken up in the middle of the night by something there's a calling to him, you know, and he he's uh who's there you know that kind of like you know wanders out uh takes a little torch or something is wandering out into the forest but is somehow like the the forest is like parting for him as he goes you know the vines are moving out of the way and there is one tiny patch of sunlight but it's nighttime like how can there be sunlight this beam of 
warm energy is just shooting down into the forest in this little glen. And there, almost like on an altar presented by like a tree stump, is a hat. It, it like it's almost as if it's the forest or the you know the world is giving him this because mm-hmm. that's where I'm seeing this responsibility being thrust on him. Like you said, he's the son of Purithrigild, mm-hmm. and I think when the hat gets placed on his head, because like that's that's a neat looking little neat little newsboy cap. I've always wanted me one of these. Slaps it on, and also that's when the son kisses him for the first time, and that's I mm-hmm. think all of this happens at once. So it's a lot for him to take in. Um. And please continue your thought now, because that is really good. So you said he he hears the forest now. Mm-hmm. And he's able to strike a truce. And the two, like, that is when, that is when the forest stops growing inward and starts growing outward. Oh, my God. So what's the, so you said it's a truce. Yeah. So why, why would the forest do this? Is it like, you'll be our champion? You're the, you're the, are you the, is, does he become the champion of pretty much plants, this forest, this, what we call the haunted forest? Uh, I think what it is, is he's able to hear the voice of the forest mm-hmm. and basically lays out like, look, they're, they've got, they've got fire. Like mm. we, like this doesn't end well for either of us. You will crush us, but like a lot of you will, but like you will hurt. It doesn't have to end this way. Yeah. Like it basically, like it, it is a full on like truce of like, we have like I am trying my best to get them to not do what I know they're capable of doing. Yeah, and I know that you're just I know that you're you are the wood and you are merely you're merely doing what you do and growing. Wow. So he w- he was chosen as the Sprout Brussels was chosen as the mouthpiece for like the haunted forest. Mm-hmm. He speaks for the trees. He speaks for the trees. Holy shit! We made the what's it? The Lorax. The Lorax. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Well, he speaks for the trees, but he also speaks for the halfling. He oh, is the absolutely. perfect intermediary. Yeah, absolutely. This is someone who cares so deeply about both and cherishes, you know, the stories that both of them have to tell. You know, he understands the give and take of the forest where it's like, hey, you know, we're treating you with a lot of respect. Please stop killing halflings. <laughs> because it is, it has been dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is perfect. So now we have halfling Kalel. Um, who is also the intermediary for a haunted forest, who mm-hmm. what founds, so now to starts laying the work of like, now that the forest won't, you know, now that there's basically a clearing, so and now they can build, yeah? Yeah. Wow, so Purithergil gets erected, everything's great. You know, do mm-hmm. we want to roll on another adult table? Yeah, we got one more adult Fuck event. yes. Okay, great. D20? Yes, two D20. Five... Uh, I got a five, so ten. Ten. Character has a religious experience. I, I feel like, I feel like this is a real, this is some real all my fantasy children table magic, because we yeah. just described a real religious experience. Yeah, he's speaking to, like, some otherworldly power and communing with them. And, because he's essentially talking to, like, the magenta ley line. Mm-hmm. And is, like, and is striking out terms of a truce, and his schedule is packed with arcane rituals and... But like whatever the rest of that prompt was, <laughs> <laughs> I lo- and putting out fires. The prompt said, "Putting out fires and arcane rituals." It is literally striking his his existence. All he wants to do is farm. All he wants to do is live the life of a farmer. All he wants to do is walk around, hearing stories, you know, chewing on a piece of straw. Yeah, like small town type stuff. Chatting with people and. He's now has to be like 
the, the he has to like strike out tr- a truce between halfling and forest. This is very cool. So now we have the leader of Pyrethra Guild, this Sprout Brussels, who just want is so Pyrethra Guild then has like a down home feel as like a the halflings have like that that's a cultural note then that Pyrethra Guild is like a small town, you know, a mm-hmm. small farming community. So it's like it's simple, not simple in like a bad way, but like it's not like fucking dragon where it's like way too overly complicated and people suck. Mm-hmm. I think halflings are just like kind, welcoming, you know, sort of like if South Jersey and Wisconsin and like the Midwest had some kind of like baby in terms of yeah. like kind and compassionate, like, oh, come on in, you know, do you need a place to stay? Because it's a place we said you can like regrow and start again. Yes. So everybody's very welcoming. You know, it's if you need that's I think that's what led Callahan to Purethra Guild yep. is like this element, this way of like you can start over. Mm-hmm. So Sprout Brussels, though. I want to talk about how do they die? What happens? Tell me the story of his death. So because we, we have his life, right? Yeah, we, we have, have his, his life. life. There's the, it's this tragic but beautiful story of like strike of like finding peace at the cusp of war, and the the cost that like maintaining that peace takes. Yeah, you basically fly around a forest, helping your community blossom into something great. And, like, encouraging, you know, I picture him with a loudspeaker flying around being like, don't forget to do your best. <laughs> and so, like, there's, it, it's, you know, he's led a beautiful life, right? Like, he's, yeah. as painful as it is that he never got to just be the humble walkabout farmer, he's had a good life. He's heard so many stories because he's watched a community grow. Then I, then I know exactly how his death plays out. All right. The Arthurian Age, you know, Nocturne's happening, all that bullshit, and the crown is shattered, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that Sprout Brussels, like, Sprout Brussels in attendance for all, like, their meetings of, like, the crown and all the other people with magic powers. But Sprout Brussels is very not interested. It's like, wow, this is great. Iron Hill is a lot for me. I don't really care for it. It's it's not really my taste. I prefer, like, the simpler life, living in a tree and just, like, eating apples all day. So I think that honestly, while kind of the world spins and things get complicated and there's wars of Iron Hill and battles waging and there's nocturnes playing, I see Sprout just living a life and helping his community grow and planning fairs and enjoying the simple charms of having basically a family. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't see him getting, he gets wrapped up in the politics of his community and of the people right. who are his family, and being the leader of them. Not not in, you know, not in big city bullshit, just really enjoying the simpler things, and, you know, knows everyone's name, knows everyone's family tree, knows generations of people, and, like, the joys of their life. They're, tr- they're small triumphs of, like, people winning Little League games, and people, you know, what everyone's first time at the farm fair was, what everyone's, you know, uh, crowned crowned so many winners of like the junior farm fair competition and after a long life of just joy and happiness and you know seeing people come and go i think just you know eventually goes for a walk in the forest goes to take a nap and just never wakes up yeah i love it yeah um and that's kind of like you know where they started and i think in this this glen where the hat was once you know first found I think that's kind of where Sprout Brussels lays their head for the last time. Just take a nap under the sunlight and let me let me pitch you a, let me pitch you a scene. Please do. Sprout is old, 
impossibly old, hundreds of years old, or whatever the halfling age equivalent is. We never, we're always kind of fuzzy on that, but it's fine. You know, he's old. Even by half, even by, you know, all these standards, he is ancient. His bones hurt, he's tired, but he's happy. You know, he's got a warmth, and he is walking around, he's like, chatting with people, and he just feels short of breath, and he's like, well, I guess it had to happen eventually. And the last thing that he thinks is, you know, you should always leave things about how you found them. <sighs> I wouldn't even call it, I'm not even going to say it's it's not magical that he knows exact the exact spot of that glen. Yeah. That's just Sprout. He just knows these things. He's just got a memory for this stuff. Yeah. So he goes back and then he re- less, like rests his head and he's like, all right, I borrowed it. You gave it to me. I figured I'd bring it back. Jeff, that's beautiful. <laughs> do you want to roll on tables? Or do you want uh, to leave it there? Um, what do you want to do? I don't know. I have I have an idea for how this gets to Sam Gord country. All right, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that and not roll on tables, because I have a... Can I hit you with a brief scene first from the, uh, from the meeting of the five jeweled crown? Oh, God, yes, absolutely. I live for it. Um... Sprout has brought a beautiful display of vegetables, like a beautiful salad. <laughs> a and salad? Amidst- no, no, wait, 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 a display of vegetables? <laughs> I'm thinking like a cornucopia. It's just a bowl of cut up, it's already prepared, it's already dressed. <laughs> but it's it's a bowl about the size of a small boat. Nivea Lagos is like, you didn't even ask us our allergies, you just brought this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy uh, walks up, There's a, he, there is a cucumber. Jeremy walks up to it, looks at it and goes... <laughs> Kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> Sprout just like side eyes him for the longest time, and Jeremy like blushes and walks off and just goes, I don't know, I thought it was funny. Arthur is like, <laughs> get back to the wagon. <laughs> and that's it. That's their all interaction. But it's that brief moment of like, kind of looks like a dick. Oh, like a dick. <sighs> okay. So here's my here's my thought. Cause on that note, so we say that uh you know, the whole event of the Nocturne plays out. If you're a loyal junior wizard, you'll know that at one point, the leader of the elves froze Moon Crescent and fucked it all up. Uh, and Arthur killed her. Anyway, so from that, I think that... Uh, so Madame Bright Tower, um, the Minister of Agriculture, thaws in Moon Crescent, uh, is freed of the Nocturne, his spell, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she and her husband, Archibald... Look to start again. They're like, okay, we need to revitalize this land. It is devastated. I need to, I need to be better at fucking farming. This, you know, we need, we can, we have to do better now. It's not just we can't just use our magic. This land is like damaged, and I know the perfect place to learn how to do that. Heads to Purethra Guild. You know, meets with Sprout, and Sprout, of course, is like, oh, of course, I'll teach you our secrets. You know, uh, uh, I would be delighted to show you the magic of farming. And But there is no, like, secret, you know? There is no special sauce. It's all technique and respect. So Madame Bright Tower takes that information and is like, great. Thank you so much for your time. Spends a lot of time there. Uh, you know, they have, a, they have a small, they have a short stay in Purethra Guild. They give birth to a son. And leaves is like, all right, I'm going to head back and do my duty as the minister of agriculture in Moon Crescent, you know, heads back to Moon Crescent. Archibald is like, uh, no, I, I think I think we should stay. I think this is a great place to start again. And I think there's a rift that forms between the two, unfortunately, and they split up. And as, you know, as elves are wont to do, they can choose their own destiny and choose their own name. 
And Archibald is like, I'd forsake the name Bright Tower then if you're leaving. I'm going to use this knowledge of the halfling's planting ability and farming, but I'm going to add elven magic. I'm not, this, that technique is fucking stupid. I know how to make it better. I know how to cheat. And I know exactly where I can do it. The farm fair is right around the corner. So I think Archibald stays behind, uses this magic. And after ages pass, Sam Gord is like a young kid and Sprout Brussels fades away into that good sleep. Archibald Gord takes that opportunity to beat the Butternut family at the farm fair. And that's how he sees his power. And the Gord begins. The Gord rule. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's fucked up and shitty and I love it. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, because I, I keep thinking of like how Sam Gord is unfortunately like just brought up in a shitty house. So like House Gord is just this. We said that they take the name Gord to sound more like common folk. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. It's like we said that elves choose their own last name to like make yep. a house. He made House Gord and Madam Bright Tower. She's back in Moon Crescent. I don't know. Because Bright Towers are gourds. We said it. Mm-hmm. It's canon. Yep, yep, yep. Those are all things that are canon. Yay! And that's and that's a wrap. It's a good place to end. Damn. Thank you, Leviathan Viles. Thank you, Taylor. I'm so Thank happy you, we finally got to do a druid. And we finally got to talk about, like, who the fuck runs Purether Guild? And, like, why is it so weird? Because if it started as this, like, you know, down-home place... Some asshole can easily take that over and be like, nah, we got steampunk now. We got robot spiders and stuff. Yeah, the, well, I feel like we often forget the robot spiders. Yeah. It's worth pointing out that they, I always, I always just want to emphasize that there are, in fact, giant robot spiders. In ooh, Purifer ooh, can I, give you a, can I give you a note then? I think that yes. in the forest, there are giant spiders, you know, the, as there are want to be in every, sure. like, fantasy forest. And they, they don't like Archibald Gord. They like half like they don't follow him. They're like, no, we side. They they love the house butternut, not house gourd. And so he's like, fine, then I'll make my fucking own. If you mm. don't want to serve me, then clank, clank, clank. So there are like organic, lovely, charming giant spiders in the haunted forest. They just do not like Archibald Gourd. I'm out, I'm down with that. Fuck yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a great. <laughs> if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are a lot of ways you can do it. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can also email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. Uh, you can also post them to our discord link to which is pinned to our Twitter. And you can also go to all my fantasy and use the content submission form. Yes. Oh, a great way to support our show is through the use of our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash AllMyFantasyChildren. You can go check that out and see all our cool reward tiers and uh, bonus content for backers. It's a great way to really give some love to the show in the form of financial currency. You can also post uh, an iTunes review. You can also just give us a social media shout out, a word of mouth recommendation. All of those are great tangible ways to, like, help the show achieve bigger, better, and cooler things. Yeah, like, word of mouth is the most important thing. It's telling people that you like the show and that it doesn't suck and that it's good. It's a great way. I know a show that doesn't suck, Jeff. Do you want to know about it? Yes, I do. I don't know if you've heard about this podcast called Party of One. i never heard of it. So Party of One is an actual play <laughs> RPG podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Uh, every week, I sit down with a guest one-on-one to play through a short, self-contained role-playing game session. Uh, this week I'm particularly excited because we finished, we posted the last ever session of our ongoing, for the last 16 months, I counted it because it's a bonkers number, 
we've been doing this like semi-annual Project Wingspan playtest campaign. And the last session of it, The War's End, just dropped today, and it's very good. Y'all, Party of One is very good. If you enjoy tabletop games, especially in the one one, uh, category variety, Jeff fucking crushes it. And you really need to jump on this hype train, because it's very good. So follow Jeff. Follow Jeff's podcast. uh, Tell a friend about it. Tell a friend about All My Fantasy Children, and you'll have a way better day. Indeed you will. What else? I'd like to thank our potential sponsor, uh, Take a Boost. The Boost Corporation of Riverside, New Jersey. If you would like to reach out to them and tell them that they should back our show, there's no way to do that because they don't have social media, but I'm working on it. We're hustling it. <laughs> We're hustling it. I'm making this real. Uh, do you have a verbal hug this week? Uh, I do. And that is, you know, if you're feeling down, just take a nice big glass. No, no. Um, Damn it. No, I'm not going to do that to the don't, verbal yeah, hug. Don't waste the verbal hug on Boost, although it'd be worth it. Don't forget to have fun. I feel like I say variations on this a lot, but, you know, we've only got so long, right? Yeah. Like, and the, you know, work is work and like, you know, put the work into it, but like, have fun or else what's the point? Yes. It's a lot of like the Sprout Brussels episode. Um, What we just talked about where like Sprout Brussels life to me is like the coolest thing that I want so badly is to just live a very full, happy life with like a great community, great friends, great family around me of any form. Uh, and, you know, and just feel satisfied in that because too often mm-hmm. we get wrapped up in accomplishments and the idea of success in the Western world. Um, and it can be really shitty and you miss out on a lot of things. You know, like I spent a lot of time yesterday just sitting, uh, watching the Windsors with my grandmother, looking out at her, like, garden and being like, this is kind of what I want to talk about, is, like, this small, this, like, you know, this life where it's just about appreciating the things you have, taking care of them, and having a happy life with, like, friends and, you know, family in whatever form it takes, and really appreciating it. And that's that's kind of, like, the most beautiful thing in this world. It's not really financial success and it's not notoriety it's just it's honestly is like that joke trope that's like it's the friends you make along the way but Mm -hmm. it really fucking is that's really the thing that has value in this world because it's the only thing you can pass down just like sprout bus brussels you know yeah it's in the at the end i mean we're all stories in the end so you may as well make yours fun right exactly you know, the only way to make it count is by making it fun. And that will, that passes down to others. Hopefully you can pass the joy you have onto someone else. And that is the way that you can really have like some sort of legacy in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the magic of Sprout Brussels is to me, like this character, I'm like, I'm very like happy about this episode. Um, the fact that like he inspired a culture of like just being happy and being friendly and being you know, warm and welcoming. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he had the responsibility of taking a culture on his shoulders and really, like, rocketing it to success. But I think he's very happy with the, with the terms that he did it, you know? And that's kind of what I would love in my life. So, yeah, I'm fucking... This is a good verbal hug. And it was a, a good, good episode. Hug. Good episode. Um, Do we have anything else that we talk about? No. I think that's it. Yeah. And on that note, good night and, and good, good game. game.